Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, the divisional round picks against the spread. Super lock competition still ongoing after two loses last week, so it's a tie. We keep it moving forward. I am no longer in this. We also have a cuss corner, the random topics that we're going to come up with. Reminder to smash the like button to the channel. Sub to Mayo Media Network, and if you're looking for me on Twitter, I am currently shadow banned. So follow at Mayo Media Net on Twitter. That's where you can find me at the moment until my account becomes active once again. Jeff, wouldn't that be nice if my Twitter account could be active? Or is it better that, you know, I'm just off of it for a bit? Speaking of somebody that has not really been on Twitter for a few days uh, and doesn't carry it around on his portable computer at the moment, it's nice to have a box that's not yelling at you a fingertip away. It's been good. It's expediated my process. (laughs) Well, someone who probably gets a lot of vitriol on Twitter. At least I'm assuming. I would imagine that if I was you, I would be tweeting at him all the time. Very angry things. It is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's uh, not my name. Yes, I have been getting a lot of unearned vitriol the last week or so. Yes. Uh, Tim doesn't deserve any. I don't know. Why would people doesn't... Tim deserves nothing. Tim deserves... I, have not account- un- I, no. I don't hold Tim accountable. I, I mean, I had hundreds of messages. Maybe people were telling me to hold Tim accountable. I I have not. I haven't even... I, I blame everyone but Tim. I have been very well behaved for the last two weeks. I have been blamed for things that I had zero impact on. Things on this show, not you, but others have blamed me for that I had nothing to do with. I was blamed for uh, Colin Morikawa having a Sunday like no no other. It had nothing to do with me, but I got blamed for it. I got blamed for what happened on Saturday night. It had nothing to do with it. Well, that was... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Chargers thing is absolutely your fault. You ju- we called you, you said you were a Chargers enthusiast. That's where you were rooting for. And, I mean, Paul can break this down a little bit more because you tried to do it to the Bills on Saturday or on Sunday, but Paul may have found the key to it. Didn't you, Paul? Thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, 32 DCs are in the back of my car. I don't know how I'm going to get them to you, but um, they're there for you. I won't, re- I won't accept Bill's any payments for that. You. I, I looked 
I, I didn't appreciate the Bills were going to play like, I don't know, the seventh best team this weekend. I was just frustrated. I honestly didn't want to tweet about the games at all because I was just – they were exciting games, but they were all very poorly played games. These were bad examples of football. Like even though they were exciting, except last night and some of the Thursday, Saturday afternoon game, like these were bad football games, even though they were exciting. Like I wouldn't want people to watch these and think this is what the NFL's got to produce. It's kind of annoyed by the weekend. Jeff, I decided now that I have a treadmill in my house, shout out to anyone who can do that because huh, it's the best. You guys watch some football, get some movement going. Tim, very easy way to close the rings on your Apple Watch every single day. Just watch TV and walk along with it. But I decided That's what I'm doing. I decided with like 12 minutes, I think it was 12 minutes and 27 seconds left in the second quarter of the Bills game. It's like, oh, I'm going to go for a run right now and then i'll stop when halftime hits and you know i'll get in my you know 25 minutes 30 minutes it was 54 minutes it was that was the it had to have been the longest quarter in the history of football well between the dolphins being unable to call plays and josh allen panicking and playing poorly and just throwing deep on every play like it's nfl blitz and the bills calling timeout uh, at the worst possible time uh, the, the clock wasn't running so i'm surprised it was only 54 minutes you could have told me it was even longer than that it, just again very, I expected the Dolphins to play poorly. I had no idea the Bills were going to play that poorly. Jeff, I think the biggest key with the Bills game was Josh Allen hit that digs pass early in the game, and it was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this every time because it's wide open every time, and I don't think they hit another one. <laughs> yes, like you, I was quick 14, 17, nothing. Uh, I was probably still in like sort of my zombie state from the night before kind of like just maybe passed out a bit and woke up. It was 17 all. So the highlights, sometimes Josh Allen can go like full Jay Cutler, <laughs> like just for, for a little bit, right? Like he's got that, um, for his ability to be like as good as anybody on earth, there's also this like full Cutler moments in him. So he's got to rein those in and those showed up and almost really cost them the game. The one thing I will say about Dolphins, bills is that it sealed for me how horrible tony romo is like i've a lot we've there's been a lot of negative romo talk throughout the year i even heard dick Eb ebersall former nbc sports president accuse him of pretty much like packing it in and doing no research and since the players that he's played with have left the league he doesn't really know who anybody is uh if i was a bills fan i, I would have felt like i'm fighting tony romo like what a what a horrible broadcaster. Wasn't now, good. Now do you think oh, he's like the Bills can't every... lose, Jim? Oh my god, Jim. <laughs> or can they? Or can they lose, Jim? And, and every the week, the week before with the Hamlin return for a touchdown, Nance calls the play, sets it up perfectly to set up just crowd shots and cheering and let uh, the moment hit. And Romo is just talking like nobody cares, man. He used to be good. He used to call the plays. We're like, oh, this is fun. Romo's pre-snap awesome. I swear, I, I don't know. I mean, he makes a fortune. He has the best life in the world golfing. But my takeaway from Bill's Dolphins was the Bills played horrible, and if a good team was in there, maybe they would have lost. But Tony Romo is death to the ears. Well, I, I, get, I agree. I, I agree with that. I, I think that. I mean, I no. CBS told him to stop calling the plays, and that was like the big part of his cachet. They were just like, "Man, you can't do this anymore. You're kind of ruining it for people." Although I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting. Turns out people did not like that so much. At least in the executives at CBS. 
they just kept every time they did a, a shot over to McDermott, all I could see was Paul talking about how this guy doesn't add a single thing to this team. And if anything, he hurts this team. And like McDermott had such a bad game. This, this defensive genius, they gave up 31 points to the Miami Dolphins. Well, they, the, I mean, the, 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 his fault, the yards. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did a great job. Yeah, the defense played if really, they, the, the defense played they really well against, against the quarterback the you've never heard of. So they had two, the defense Dolphins played had like one drive. Terribly. The Dolphins terribly. had one drive. The Dolphins had like one drive of like 80 yards. It was like, whoa, they really moved it. They got here. lucky that McDaniel, again, supposed to be this great run calling coach. Again, one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL throws the ball on third and nineteen. You can never, ever, ever throw the ball there. That changed the whole complexity of the oh, game. Yeah. Paul, right? You, he doesn't throw that pick there. Who knows? McDaniel did a I, horrible you know, coaching I job. Actually, McDermott, McDermott just did an okay coaching job. I thought McDaniel was knew exactly like we've got to be silly and take chances and waddle at some crazy like some drops. I didn't mind their strategy of straight up Chuck cumalooing it deep because. They knew they didn't have like uh, drives in them. I actually thought, for the most part, they when they had the ball, they called the win. They just didn't have the pieces, or they didn't really no, know how to get plays in. Very, they didn't called, get plays in on time. That's partly his fault too. Agreed, but Paul, you had something in advance, to say, right? S- survive in advance. So the Bills sure. did it. Congrats, Paul. Paul, oh, I just wanted to let Tim finish his sentences and continue what he's doing. Just let the guy cook right now. Oh, okay. I like no, what he's saying. Just, no, no, I'm just talking about this week's game. We'll get to the Bengals, who the, your, your opponent is next week, who played even worse than you somehow. But like Skylar Thompson threw the ball 45 times. Inexcusable in a game that they were leading for a good portion of the second half and in the whole time. Inexcusable. That, that Wilson had 10 rushes. I don't care that it wasn't... To throw that ball 45 times at Skylar Thompson is coaching malpractice. There were lots of idiot. There's a lot of idiocy from NFL coaches this week. McDaniel was right amongst them. He did not have a very good December and January. He was a very poor coach in December and January, and he was a poor coach in the playoffs. And no one wants to admit it, but like he hasn't. Like, he was doing amazingly uh, earlier in the year. He really tailed off the end of the year, and there's no argument to the contrary. Uh, the Dolphins averaged 2.2 yards per carry on 20 rushes in the game, and the amount of negative runs just was really putting them in a hole. I think that's why they stopped running. Every time they tried to run on first down, it was for negative four yards. <laughs> anyway, it was not the worst coaching performance of the weekend. Jeff, the worst coaching performance of the weekend is, whatever the name of the Minnesota defensive coordinator is, he was holding his clipboard like calling plays. I don't think that there was anything on the back end of that sheet. That was the only thing that makes sense a, to me in that game. What a what an absolute disaster. What a great win for the Giants. Um Yeah, I don't that was uh I don't the game didn't even feel as close as the final score. The Giants just ran drag routes over the middle of the field and they were wide open every single play. I just eventually just put them, tell the middle linebacker to stand five yards to seven yards off the line of scrimmage in the middle of the field. At least disrupt the route at some point. The weird thing about the Vikings, or at least in my like sort of mea culpa about them, because as someone that had a future on them, like I always acknowledge they were getting lucky fluking and I'm along for the ride. But when they were eight and two, I'm like, they've gotten all these fluky wins. They shouldn't be eight and two, but it's a rookie head coach, a new offense. I could see this team 
you know, maybe not winning as many games in the second or the latter part of the season, but being a better football team. What actually happened with the Vikings down the stretch is they became a worse football team almost mm-hmm. by the week. I, I don't know. They got worse. They got worse as the season. They got lucky early, and they got worse as the season went on. They never found a stride. And credit to the Giants and a uh, just a very well-played game. And Daniel Jones was outstanding and i love the drive that was just like run jones run jones run jones it was just a just a very effective road road playoff game and like you said they got what they wanted they gashed them with the crosses and 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 the running game it it never felt close even though for huge percentages of the game it was close or tight well what wasn't close was our record against the spread last week to winning money i was two and four Cust was two and four. The coin won the week at three and three. Jeff, zero oh and six. Tough start to the playoffs. So nowhere to go but up from here for you. To take yeah, the collar. Was, oh my was, goodness. Pardon? To take the collar in a week. That's. And I'm and oh wow. Yeah, I, did, go I didn't think I was zero oh and six, but I didn't realize our Ravens spread was so low. That was so bad. I thought my that was the. Uh, we yeah. all thought Lamar was going to play in that game on Tuesday, or at least I did, and I, oh. the line reflected it, right? Yeah, the line was sort of the hedge line. Between, we even talked about it on the show. It was the hedge line between Huntley and or Brown and Lamar. Because if Lamar plays in that game, it's probably minus four and a half, minus five. That's why you were seeing the Ravens' action. The moment he got ruled out, it immediately went to seven and mm-hmm. a half. Then it grew up, and then it came back down towards game time. Uh, and then you know, it ended on seven anyway, so six and a half covered for the Bengals hey. from the Tuesday line that we had. Uh, you guys both lost your super locks. And Tim... Ugh. Your what? Uh, I just wanted to say the Bengals, it feels like it could be last year again with a better, more prepared team. I mean, they did not deserve to win that playoff game. on. Oh, they were terrible. Just terrible in that game. They they didn't do anything. It didn't seem like they could score unless it was the, the, uh, you know, uh, rejection at the goal line (laughs) going the other way for a fast break. Um, and like last year, they were not the better team, it felt like, versus the Raiders, versus the Titans for 65% of a game versus the the Chiefs. The game that, ironically, with the Bengals, the game they were the better team was the Super Bowl, and that was the game they lost. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what I, uh, how the Ravens, I, watching that game when it's 17-all and the Ravens are marching it, looking like they're about to take any lead, you're almost like, this could be enough the way the Bengals cannot move the football. And you know, when I am I, I began to root for it. I was yeah. rooting for the Ravens at that point because I was like, the Bengals deserve to lose this game. Knock them out. So that's what happened? And You started rooting and, for them? And, and Lamar then... not being there is uh, also pretty weird. Thing. More, really weird more on lamar more more on lamar here in a little bit but we got to get to what people actually tuned in here for so i have a theory jeff i have a theory yeah that tim Seattle, san francisco that tim jumped on the chargers bandwagon just in time for the custody awards ballot to be released which you can vote on right now it's down in the description go vote in the custody awards to try to trigger you in the most heartbreaking way possible to make you go nuts now it's been three days you are still kind of a fog on the golf show on monday you seem to be out of it right now 
Can you walk us through Saturday night or is it too traumatizing to relive? Yeah, it's probably I haven't like decompressed it, Pat. They have I wasn't joking. They have like my piss and vinegar win or lose of like a 13 year old boy for this thing is is dead at the moment. It is dead. It, they. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I could only, you know, everyone will have their opinions. I was nervous from halftime that we would lose the people I was with. Like, we're, we're so screwed. I know the moment it went to shit was it was like a third and a yard and we ran this end around with Bandy where if we just got a first down on a yard, we can end the half, go in 27, nothing. Everything after that is a blur. I blame everybody, every single person. And I need to reevaluate everything. I need to reevaluate everything. It's like the it's like the neighbor's kid. You see her, she gets straight A's. You think she's wonderful. All you hear is that she's in these all these after school programs. She got a she got, you know, the, the free ride to university, a scholarship, the dean's list. And the next thing you know, she's naked on the Internet. And you're like, oh, my God, I need to reevaluate everything. Everything I thought before, um, you know, I, I heard I, you know, I, was, I was texted today that they're not firing Staley. If you spoke to me. I didn't think that we never, you know, they gave Anthony Lynn three years. They'd give this loser three years and let him try to fix something. Uh, But everyone is responsible. Everyone should be fired. Pozzola says, I think I'm on the team or I think I'm in the organization. They should fucking fire me. (laughs) Everybody, everybody, everything. Yeah, but in terms of reliving it, rethinking it, it's just so disappointing. Two years in a row, our season ends where it shouldn't have ended. The movies were supposed to be different. They're the same. They're the same. It it sucks. But they've killed my piss and vinegar. I'm not excited. Like, I don't have it. I don't have it. You can yell at me. I take responsibility for it. Like, I was wrong. I I don't don't know. I I don't know how they let it happen um but it happened and like i kind of said i did a thing with pozzola last night it's you're better off like it's probably like stds that are more comfortable like than being a just show up every couple months and cause you a lot of pain go away for a little and they'll pop up again and for the herpes keep the, the gift that keeps on giving i guess well, we know whose fault it was. It was the quarterback's coach and Joe Lombardi's fault because they're fired as of today. What I, is that? What is that going to do? Are we they suck. the ones that gave up all the points in the second half? Everyone is everyone. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Should Telesco go as well? I remember there being like penalties, and, but everyone, everything is so stupid. Hey, we got, I, yeah, we suck. We blew it. I don't I don't know. Like I don't have like this crazy rant because I'm just sort of like numb to it and I worry that they they did irreparable harm to me. That doesn't mean I will not be a fan. Like I will always be a fan. I will always want them to win. I will always love them. But in terms of my like emotional energy for them, they they took about as much of it away as humanly possible and 
I don't I don't know. I'm at a point where I, I it just doesn't replenish that easily when you do that to me at this stage. You're starting to sound so, like Shawn Michaels in 1997. It sounds like you lost your smile. Yeah, Pat, it's it's very accurate. I I did lose um, my smile. And the can you imagine? Can you imagine the coincidence, the serendipity, the eeriness of Saturday being the 30th anniversary of Monorail Guy? <laughs> How, like, what what sort of world is this? And then that, and then that. Like, the first half was to talk it through. This is great. And then... So, yeah, I don't... I, this is going to be... Whoo-hee. This is going to be tough. I don't even know where we draft. I don't even care. 21st. That, that is symbolically a nice... I've spent a lot of time on Chargers Reddit the last few days. Oh, so I, I couldn't even... Re- I don't even know. I mean, I've watched games, the games, the, like, the games. But in terms of that, I have not seen anything. Tim, I told Pat yesterday, do you know where I am on the internet right now? Where are you? I am... Um, I'm just an audiobooks. <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah, oops, that's where it started. The audiobooks. The end of the world is just the beginning, mapping the collapse of globalization. Wow. You know that's, what? Good. You know that's what? That's where I am. You that's deserve a detox. You need that's a detox. That's where I go for content right now. Good. That's healthy. That's healthy to detox from the team and from everything for a while. I, I think that's a very, very good idea. And I encourage I'm interested that, that, in this guy's case that China's going to shit in the next 10, 15 years. I paid three ninety nine to hear how that's going to happen. I, I encourage that. Maybe I'll give you guys a book report after. That would be a great idea. Little male media project. <laughs> it was just like our movie club that lasted one episode. We can, we can do a book club that lasts one episode as well with Jeff's book report, which he'll try to do last second, but then he'll just get the Coles Notes version of it. Just like in college, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I was not. I was not uh, good. The Americans don't know what Coles notes are, just like they don't know what chicken balls are. People, wait, 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 what do you mean they don't know what Coles notes are? Are they called something different? Yeah, Coles was like a store in Canada. Oh, so, right. think. so it's like Spark, it's Spark Notes. I believe it's yeah. Cliff, notes Cliff Notes in the United States. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's the same so Are you saying you didn't form. spend a lot of time in the Western Ontario Library, Jeff? Settle down, Tim. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I'm sure you did. Listen, I mean, you gotta... it was very, very wood paneled, mahogany. Um, yeah, I was. Did in you there use the microfilm and the microfiche? Did you use no, that? No, that was never my thing. So yeah, oh, listen, I liked that. It's gonna hurt. I wanted to play in the game this weekend. I would have been so excited to be in Kansas City. They took, they took, they. Yeah, so we suck. Well, and it sucks. I'm not even excited for a schedule. I'm not excited for a draft. I haven't decompressed. I'm sure no. there's going to have to be roster changes. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Jeff, how do you feel about the Chargers not firing Brandon Staley because they're too cheap to eat the four million bucks? Yeah, I don't even know. I think they really like him. Like, no, no. Kept Anthony- it, no, th- this is a part of a larger conspiracy, Tim. And you know. You know how this works. It's not the $4 million that they're worried about eating. 
Maybe they are. And if that's the case, as you, I think it was you who actually pointed this out. We were having to talk about it, that if the four million bucks is really going to break it, make or break you, sell the fucking team. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but, you're not even a real franchise. Yeah, no, I don't point. think it's about, I'll honestly tell you, can, I don't think I, it's about the four million dollars. It's, it's not about the four million dollars. It's about the hundred million dollars they'd have to shell out for Sean Payton if they fired Brandon Staley. And they don't want to do that. So you got to keep Brandon Staley to have that shield of not bringing in Sean Payton hold and turning, on, on, and turning over. Why? organizational control to it's him. true. The pressure, the pressure would be too great on that. Hire. Hold on. I don't disagree. Like, and I am somebody that on this show on anything I did, like the Sean Payton or the charger talk was so irresponsible from people that seem to have a long standing working knowledge of the league. Right? Like, wasn't I always like these people have no idea. Like, why do they talk like they have an idea? I don't understand. Why would it have to be Sean Payton? Like, could they not fire Staley and hire anyone else? Like, the even if they like, um, like, why is it Staley or Payton in this theory? Or that is the theory. I don't understand that. because because you either you keep Staley or you hire some other Brandon Staley type guy, some hot shot coordinator. You bring him in, and hopefully, I mean, it's not even really turning it around. If you look at it objectively, it's been what two years with Staley now. They just missed the playoffs last year. They get to the playoffs this year. So they've improved year over year. Maybe they'll win a playoff game next year. That's my point. They kept Lynn. They kept Lynn. Sure, but you have the the chance to go get Sean Payton right now. And if Staley was gone, it would be clearly the number one destination that Sean Payton would want to go to. And you'd be like, hey, you have this coach who's an offensive guru who's going to bring this super team with him. You have this quarterback in place. You have this defense in place. It only makes too much sense. But they don't want to bring him in. They either can't afford to bring them in. They don't want to give the control to him to bring him in. So the only way to really block that and block all the rumors for that is just keep Staley. No, I mean, if you're Telesco, you want to have a job, which you probably don't deserve. So there's no way you're going to fire Staley. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the internet saying? Why does he have a job? There are a lot of people saying because he drafted Herbert, and therefore he gets Great to be draft. Herbert was the guy that fell. There are people who seem to say that he's got like got to get out of jail free card for this because of that. They there are other people saying clean they house. Four active receivers. Like, th- there was some significant roster flaws that led to a lot of things that they would have had five active receivers if their coach had, you know, had a No, but I'm saying, like, they never got a... Jalen Guyton was their deep guy. They never He got hurt in week three. They never replaced a true deep guy. Um, like, there are just some, some... A lot of things that were roster malpractice that I don't think drafting Herbert... I, I mean... I don't know either, Jeff. It's I not mean, like they traded up to be like, we want Herbert, we identify Herbert. They... If they thought Herbert was so good, they would have jumped in front of Miami into the Giants pick and they would have drafted Justin Herbert. Like, right? You're right. No, and actually, I find that the the, the commentary has been very mixed about everyone. Mixed on what? Some people think, you know, there's no reason to let Staley go. It's not, you know, he's making improvements and this team is going to get better. And there's other people saying that that, that Staley and Telesco are the problem and that, uh, you know, you know, Staley's the one that let them run eight times only in the second half. Or everyone's you know, the problem. Well, they also well, run. This is it, right? Run for shit. Well, I mean, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's not. It's not only the lack of running and keeping the clock moving because they were keeping the clock moving with these short passes at a pretty decent clip. You talked about it wasn't Lombardi's fault that he didn't give up all the points on defense. Well, he probably could have limited the Jags' possessions if he started snapping the ball with like three to go in the play clock instead of seventeen. 
or stop calling short passes because Justin Herbert can't stop having the ball tipped at the line for some reason. He's six foot ten, and every other pass gets deflected. Makes no sense. Everyone is maybe increase the bears, Everyone bears responsibility. I I am quite pleased Lombardi is gone. They were never higher. They were never paying Sean Payton ever. I don't, and they're never trading a first round pick and paying twenty million dollars. It's not them, and I don't think that's going to be the Arizona Cardinals either. So maybe Peyton like waits a year. I have no idea. Can I, I ask know, you about Joey Bosa? I mean, that's all a blur. I know he misbehaved and he's responsible. And if you want to yell at him, I'm not going to stop you. Well, Staley, I mean, well, say so you should you should yell at him because Staley didn't. He just firmly handed him his helmet. Here and then go, he Alan. threw it on the ground again. That was I don't like, even, that, yeah, that disrespect is so great. Yeah, we're full, oh. yeah. Shame. Great, and that's why I guess Staley benched him the rest feel, of the game. I feel great. I feel great. Shame. I'm not looking forward to uh any of it. You could if you give me the schedule right now, I wouldn't even look at it. Like Yeah, you would. It's, it's a tough yourself. schedule uh, of teams you have to play. It's a tough I would I too. swear to God, you I like I, I'm no I am not uh I haven't watched anything and this is a real hard part because for someone like me I like to hear it all and I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back and listen to the post game stuff. I don't know when I'm going to be able to have the stomach to go listen to the uh end of season 40 minutes hour and I'm going to have to do it tomorrow you're I getting won't. press conferences I didn't do it. from t- I didn't do it with the Blue Jays. I you're couldn't handle press- that. Tomorrow, blue- Telesco's doing a presser, and you're getting a presser from Staley, and I maybe ownership too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know how I'm not gonna. I promise you, I don't know that. There's no guarantee I will be out of the bookstore by the time we do the show next week, and that I have <laughs> decompressed that shit. I don't want anything to do with any of it, with any of it, with any of them. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I bah, bah. Uh, in closing, I will only say it's like the lone bright spot, and you kind of saw it play it again this weekend in football. And it, you see why they have the seventh seed. There was a lot more entertainment for a lot of teams, and it was, I guess, fun. But the teams are bad, and making the playoffs, like. Make it, if you can't make the playoffs with seven seeds in these conferences, as we've seen them, like you're shit. You never deserve to be in the playoffs. And unless, assuming you know, maybe Justin Herbert wants to leave, I don't even know if they consulted him on this Staley thing. But with Justin Herbert, I like to think that there'll be a good chance they can be one of the seven seeds. And again, if you're not a if you're not in the playoffs in the NFL, you must be really bad. Because we're watching really bad teams play in the playoffs for two straight years now since they've put that in. Or maybe mm-hmm. more years. It's the third year of this. And this yeah. is the third, yeah. I mean, the Dolphins might be the only ones that covered the spread. And that's because... Rivers like, Colts did, I think. Who? Philip Rivers Colts covered the spread. Oh, it might have been by a half point. Depends when you bought that one. I remember yeah. Yeah, Frank Wright was really aggressive in the red zone that day. Remember that, yeah. Well... To, um, e- to, ease okay, your pain, yeah. e- to ease your pain with the Chargers, uh, I'm going to pull this up right now because I saw that Cust recently said it in our group chat. 
He just said, where was it? It was about Lamar Jackson. We had a friend to say that he would like to see Lamar in Vegas. And Tim said, screw that. I don't want him in Vegas. Now, that's not what you said. You said, fuck that. I want him in New York. I have my heart set on that now. So I can't wait. I mean, that is I true. can't wait until I have we start decided. Back, backpedaling from this. No, that is what I want. I'm not going to be afraid to say that's what I want. And without, it's not only that. It's what I expect at this point. We have now become the betting favorite to have Lamar, uh, you know, I want him. It's very clear he can't go back to Baltimore. So I want him very badly. There is one, there, 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 whatever there, it costs. Is, there is one way he goes back to Baltimore. I think if they fired Harbaugh, Lamar would stay. Oh, sure, but that's never going to happen. And he's been there a long time. I think Baltimore is fed up. I, I think, agree with Jeff. I think they're fed up now. I'm shocked <laughs> it got here. I didn't think it would get here. But him sort of putting those tweets out there last week, him not being on the sideline mm-hmm. to me, I know. Listen, I'm. I, I I think a lot of the talking heads that were like saying the Sean Payton stuff that have been around the league forever are idiots, because uh, I like they should know how the Chargers would operate. But at the same time, I assume a lot of these same people are probably reading so much into him not being there on the weekend and i don't know i am one of those people that will read a lot into him not being there he talked about hunley and him being like buddies and thick as thieves and there for him should have been there for him on sunday in support for that team that speaks volumes i think woody johnson's gonna want to make a huge splash i don't think he's going back there i get why tim should be like getting i get why tim's hopes have gone up exponentially in the last like 17 days on this topic well oh you, you, you I, 100%, think, hold on. I you, want it and i think we're going to be very 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 special. i think you'll pay the piper pay i think you'll give pay us the give piper. us the trade give us your trade right now tim and what you pay lamar in guaranteed money i would give exactly what cleveland gave up to get watson i don't think that's there i think it is there watson brought with him a lot of baggage but lamar brings with him the fact that he didn't play like the last month of the last two seasons. And you're going to have to give him every cent guaranteed to, uh, to, to, to make the trade. I would, so, but do you believe that I think there three are firsts? I don't think there are that many teams out there willing to pay three. What's firsts. the rumor? Not blackball uh, collusion that there will be no other Watson contract to anyone. Well, that's true. If everybody agrees to it, but like, I don't see it happening. Like, Denver and Cleveland both gave up the world for their quarterbacks, and Lamar's yeah. better than either of those yeah. guys. So, uh, well, but he a, does bring Lamar's a risk factor. Oh, 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 he also brings a risk factor. I, th- I think that NFL people think that Deshaun Watson is better than Lamar Jackson. I don't think that that's true. I don't think most people think that. If perfectly healthy, Lamar's best is certainly better than Deshaun. But now the perfectly health, and he's all, like now he's availability is just kind of not been there. I like Lamar, but there's some argument to the case that the money, the money the Ravens would offer him this year would be less than what they offered him last year. Yeah. They'll franchise and trade him. That's what's going to happen. And then some, whoever trades for him will redo his deal and there will be suitors. And like, if it costs three firsts and $275 million guaranteed, you know, Mr. Johnson's a very wealthy man. He can afford that. Would you do three first and sauce? Um, I would ha- have to probably say yes, I guess, as much as I hate that. It's too much. As, as critical as a cornerback is, 
and cornerbacks are, are critical. You just this Lamar is the best quarterback in the league who will become available. Uh, I think the Ravens would run to for three first rounds. Oh my god! Oh yeah, absolutely. I think they they might take two first. I gotta say, I don't think that it takes that much. Here's what the Texans got for Deshaun Watson: they gave up Watson and a fifth. They got three first rounders, a third rounder, and a fourth rounder, and then they guaranteed him the gigantic contract. So we've seen this trade just happen with the Texans. We just saw the Broncos do it with the Seahawks. None of these trades have worked out. I don't think people are like lining up to do this at this point. It's going to be like the Rudy Gobert thing in the NBA. It's like, oh, four first round picks. Maybe, maybe we don't do that one again. Lamar's younger than both those guys, and Lamar's ceiling is higher than both those guys. I see. Now I, the risk Lamar's... factor is clear. The risk factor is undeniable. <laughs> but you're not getting uh, but... Lamar. Lamar yeah. this year before his injury, his Mike. Style he was, of he play was as good as he had been. Injury history, right? Like, isn't that the the, style of play, the, the, injury yeah. history, yeah, is you, a huge. But you, you also start this you, year, you, you his also, play was as good as ever. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, we he was we, an MVP we, candidate we, for, early in this year. He was an MVP candidate for two weeks after he played the fucking Jets. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then no, we and then we, we got deeper into the season and we came on this show every single week and be like, man, the Ravens just can't score. They keep moving. They were like the Bucks. They played all these crappy teams to these. Close but the Ravens games. also don't have anybody outside of Andrews. They don't have any. The Jets have a really, 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 really good wide receiver and a really, really, really good running back and an offensive line that, when back and healthy, is intimidating. So, and they have draft picks. So, uh, you know, if they have to give them away to get Lamar, you know what? I don't trust this franchise to use though, even though we hit two home runs on our two first round picks this year. And the one we traded for Jeremiah, I, I don't know whether he's going to pan out, but it's like, we've tried it every other way. Let's try this. This might work. I would rather go out on my sword trading for, you know, one of the very, very best quarterbacks, the best quarterback available for trade that my team's going to see in quite some time. And, uh, I, but I don't think the thing you is, I think there will be car for free. Or, I think or, there's a lot of other teams that are going to be in on this. It won't, it won't just be the Jets making this type of offer is the problem. I think that whoever Lamar goes to, Lamar is going to be good. I don't think he's going to win anyone a Super Bowl. If you want a chance at winning a Super Bowl next year with minimized risk, basically just run back the Favre playbook. Give the Packers a first and a third for Rodgers and just try it for a year. See if it works. I would, I'd be okay with that. It's not my number one, obviously, at this point, but I'd be okay with it. Sure. I, I would rather do that than give up the entire Rogers, chest for Lamar. Rodgers holds too many. Like, he'd have to agree to it. Well, I, which I think that he would. I don't. I don't. He would just. Him in the New York media with how he likes to. He also doesn't like Brett Favre, and he would be traveling the exact road as Brett Favre. Except he'd win. Like, except he'd win. Weird. Except he'd win the Super Bowl, according to you, because that's what would happen if Rodgers got traded to the Jets. You'd be on here going seventeen and zero Super well, Bowl. They so he would have won win, that Super Bowl. Did, if Favre didn't get hurt. Well, if they have Rodgers, then if he doesn't get hurt, then obviously they will win the Super Bowl. I would look. I am not going to say that I would be upset if we ended up with Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying that's not my number one. But I'd be okay. Honestly, a competent quarterback this year would have won ten or eleven games. They won seven without competent play. Like the Jets were better when healthy than like four or five of the te- of the twelve teams that made the playoffs this week. The Jets. Like, are- there's lot. There's green shoots. The Jets are plus two fifty, the favorite to get Lamar Jackson, but they're also four to one and the favorite to get Derek Carr, 
when you look at it mm-hmm. too. And these two markets are a little bit different. Uh, they are not uh, near the highest. Uh, they're way down on the list to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, Tim. So I don't think they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins when it comes down to it. But with the Lamar, it's the Jets. The Falcons are the two favorites to go and get him. Ooh. And then the, Ra- mm-hmm. then the Raiders and Panthers, then the Commanders and Patriots. How pissed would you be if Lamar went to the Patriots? And the Jets, would be and the Jets got and the, and the Jets got Mac Jones out of it. Well, I that wouldn't happen. I don't think they would just they wouldn't take him back in the trade, but uh, or take him at all. But it's just like, oh, I would be fit to be tied. I would be a very unpleasant person on this show. Uh, I'm not prepared for that type of negativity. So it's, he's gone, right? Lamar is gone. I don't. I don't. I, I don't if you don't show up. To, you don't know. You don't go to the sidelines of a playoff game that are like 15 minutes from your home team's city. Essentially, like, come on, man, you're done. You're done. You're not coming back. That bye that bye. seems like a near and and like and like Jeff said, Baltimore seems just as pleased to let him walk out the door. I think both sides. No, have, I don't think they're enough. pleased. I just think they're exhausted. They're they feel like they have they have gone down every road and they just forbid to do the Watson deal because again he it's a has bad an deal. injury it's a bad deal history yeah <laughs> that's why you don't do it and the ravens yeah it's a bad by, deal it, by for, and large for the past 20 years but the only thing a very worse, smart franchise but the only worse thing to do is not make the deal unless you're willing to tear the team down to the studs and rebuild completely because like having one of those best quarterbacks is kind of the only thing that matters in what, what, did they, what, what, did they, what did they win with lamar nothing well, they went to the playoffs so, multiple times. Would yeah. you and had opportunities to win Super Bowls? Not really. They yeah, won but one the playoffs. Play- like like in baseball, the playoffs are. Oh yeah, you're, like, you're right. You know, like, you're right. Miami had like a really Miami had a really, really good matters. chance of winning the uh, Super Bowl this year. Thanks. No, but it's like baseball that the playoffs are a one no, game. And it even is more. not. It's a one is, game sample size. Not like crazy things happen. Yeah, it is. It's exactly like it. If not more red, crazy nonsense happens in one game and you're done. Sure, but then you still have to win three more games. Would we? I don't think you're understanding my point. What I'm saying is that the, to, to, to evaluate how useful Lamar was to the franchise by the fact that they didn't win a lot of playoff games is sort of a very weird and dumb metric. Like, well, if getting what, into the playoffs what, what, what and what are we a playing chance for? to win playoff, to get into the playoffs and give yourselves every opportunity to win. But they're not doing. Which they that. did. They they didn't because they were pretty crappy in all those playoff games outside of one. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. Which ones did... In what losses did they look overly impressive in? They were every bit the equal of San Diego when they lost to them. They were every bit the equal of the next year when they lost to Tennessee in a weird game. We dominated them. Yeah, but the score didn't say that. (laughs) Because look what we do when we should be up 40. (laughs) Well, that that is fair enough. Like The Um, only game they were really outclassed in, really, was the Buffalo game. So does everything for the future of this guaranteed QB stuff, it probably all depends on Burrow then, right? Like, because he can change how it goes for everyone going forward because everyone can just say the Watson was a circumstantial one-off. The Browns are the only team in the league willing, dumb enough to do that. Um, But Burrow, I guess, will probably be able to alter the course of of all of it, potentially, maybe. 
that can happen, or unless the Chargers decide to get out, in front, which I doubt they do. But it's not like, you know, if we're going to talk about a poor franchise like the Chargers, I mean, we're going to mention the Bengals in the next second. But didn't they sell off their naming rights? At least the rights? Bengals own their own, at least, at least the Bengals own their own stadium. And they sold off the naming rights finally, so they can probably pay for Joe Burrow. <laughs> Fine. But at least the Bengals are a real franchise. At least they're trying. The other one was, did you watch the Brady presser after the Monday Night Football game? I saw clips. I fell asleep. I didn't watch. I wouldn't want to. But had I been awake and it uh, and it happened in my living room, I would have walked. I still think he's, the bedroom. I think he's playing. I think that like thank you was to the Tampa media. So he's, I would he'll, agree he'll, with Jeff. He'll, he'll be playing, but not in Tampa. Although at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, for which team will Tom Brady take his next regular season snap has to happen next year. Tampa Bay is the favorite at two to one. The Raiders are right behind at plus two fifty. The Niners, Patriots, Dolphins, Giants, Jets, Titans is that entire yeah, list. Raiders. If Brock Purdy didn't exist, maybe it could be San Francisco, but Dolphins would be perfect for him. The Raiders. Oh, they would be Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels. He did not. He did not move into a race car bed to (laughs) to play football for three more months. That's how it like he did not do all that to play football for three more months. And he didn't play badly this year either. It's not like he's like it wasn't like he was the main reason why Tampa sputtered. Their just lack of talent and poor coaching did them. And you know Mark Davis would eat that up in an instant. In an instant. Well, he, but so, isn't, that, isn't that also another super poor franchise? Yeah, but that did... Okay, there's still a salary cap. They can still pay a quarterback $35 million, $40 million a year. Like, they're, they don't make the external revenues that some other franchises make, but their ability to live, like play a salary capped NFL roster. Isn't an issue. Isn't an issue. I stand by Miami. That would be the perfect place. Well, that's interesting. I, you feel so bad for, for that. There's no, let's be honest Tua probably can't play next year. If he does, like he's that would be terrible. No, no, I no. don't know. I don't know. He seems like a smart guy. who's going to get good advice to say, it's time to hang it up. Maybe he does. Tua I, loves I football. Tua love the one thing about Tua. He is will he his love of football might be my favorite thing about him. He is probably willing to die on the field. I'd go with so far to say Tua was probably a little jealous of Hamlin because he wants to be the guy that lights out on there. Ugh, I don't know about that. No, I mean like Tua's like gonna die. Like Tua will die on the. He will not be stopped. They're not stopping his career. He but, will rather go out there and be vegetable. Well, like he loves it too much. They're gonna they're gonna make so him good. sign. They're gonna make him sign that waiver that Shark had to sign in any given Sunday to play after he had three concussions in five games, which I don't now think the, is a real. The way. question is what the Dolphins go look to do. But what can, what are the? If you're the Dolphins, you can't depend on Tua either, as much as you might like to, because uh, even if he does want to play, like, and even if you have him on the roster, you can't. You can no longer assume he's going to be there. So you've got to, for the best interest of the franchise, begin to look at quarterback. Like you that, just have to, I think. That, that's the Rodgers destination, isn't it? That would be a good spot for Rodgers, too. Yeah, Rod- Miami Tennessee with a good quarterback also- the whole year. We saw it. They almost beat, I mean, look, Buffalo is not that great this year, clearly. No one is in the AFC that great. But they almost beat Buffalo with a third-string quarterback on Sunday. So you don't, I think Tua will be there next year. Yeah, I do, but I even do if too. he is, will he be there in week six? 
Yeah, that that's the, yeah. I, I get what Cus is trying to say. Like the dependability of Tua to play 17 games into the playoffs doesn't seem super high at this. So point. who's the best option backup? Like if you want Carr. to keep. Yeah, See, because there is no Carr's best option options. backup. He's going to be a free agent. All right, that's bring, why the, you have to. If you're the Dolphins, make the move yourself because you can't be with Tua anymore. Then bring back Tannehill because you, as your backup. Well, maybe oh, if because Aaron Rodgers to me, yeah, Tennessee, Miami, seem like um, I guess plausible destinations. I mean, it, would it be out of the realm of possibility that Stafford, if he decides to play, is all of a sudden available? If the Rams just are going into full tank mode. Not with McVay back. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, with McVay, yeah, with McVay staying, I think I think that's right with Jeff. Although I still think it's fifty fifty the Stafford plays, even though yeah, fifty fifty. Well, you the, also said Deshaun. Well, if the different, if, but... if the Lions draft a quarterback, could you get the goof? Yes. Oh, sure, sure you could. I think they would probably want to keep golf for another year with the rookie, but I guess now rookies play right away. I think ideal. Really- I, I think in the optimal situation, you're right that you would keep golf, play golf, let your high end rookie learn from him. Or if Miami's like, Hey, we'll give you a first round pick for golf. Like there couldn't have been a bigger win in that trade for the Lions than this happening. Pat, Correct. Miami's I don't, out I don't of think- Miami's out of picks. Oh yeah. They don't have they a first round for- pick. <laughs> They forfeited one. They traded one for Chubb. They, 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 I mean, you know, they made the Hill trade. Yeah. Miami, Miami could be real interesting if they decide to move on from Tua. Again, that's almost unfair. I feel bad that we have to have that conversation. I do. I feel terrible about it too. But if you're the Dolphins front brass, like you have to face the matter squarely and say, you know, as much as we love Tua and as great as he played when he played for this year, you just can't Is, bank on it. Are anymore. the Jets on that Brady list, Pat? Yeah, they, they're, list? they're like they're like the sixth or seventh favorite. Like he's far more rumored to be going to Vegas or yes. What was the other one that I said? Miami, Miami. Miami. Yeah, San Fran. That would be such a heel turn. I don't even think people are ready for that heel turn. If Brock, Purdy that would be goes the greatest the, move if, in villainous football. If Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl, what is Trey Lance worth to somebody? I don't know. Maybe to the Dolphins. Maybe for a second round pick. But I don't think San Francisco. I feel bad now making QB trades to the Dolphins. Stop it. It's rude. My quarterback sucks also. Okay, but we're not talking about replacing Herbert. No, that's when he has to to leave. (laughs) When he has to leave, you can have Derek Carr. How about that? Drew Locke. Get him in there be fine all right we've talked enough about uh, all this other stuff is there anything else from last week or any sort of stories going on besides live golf apparently signing with the cw for their network coverage that's great you can oh, get so people- that was real that it was a thing and then people said it's not real but it's real again uh outkick i is reporting that live golf reportedly set to sign tv deal with cw network from an hour ago as i'm looking to this uh, sports illustrated is reporting it i don't know that's... For something that starts up again in a month, like year to date, I give them like so credit, a lot, tons of credit year to year. What, it didn't exist a year ago to what it is now to the roster they have now. That's credit. That's a win. But I really thought from year one to two, there would be a lot of like finer edges that they would be able to like figure out like things sort of calm down they're not doing it all by on the fly by the seat of their pants but as their season is like a few weeks away it feels like um 
is very much still flying by the seat of their pants. Live Golf. When is your if, team four aces sweater coming in? If Live Golf didn't actually exist, if they didn't play the golf or there was no tournaments, I feel like it would have exactly the same traction as it does right now. If it was just reportedly going to happen, <laughs> it would be like brilliant social media marketing. <laughs> like why even have it? Like we signed all these guys. Okay. That's great. Uh, at least they wouldn't be losing the money of actually putting on the golf tournaments. Yeah, but you have people who have been lifelong fans of Ironheads GC <laughs> who don't want to lose their fandom, uh, you know, by having the, the, them not play. Or the Crushers. Don't forget them. I liked when Bryson said that the, the franchises are going to be worth like billions of dollars at some point. It's oh. such a ludicrous league. I mean, good. For, as I told you, I thought Greg Norman should have been Sportsman of the Year in the same way that like Time Magazine gives Person of the Year not to the best person, but to the most influential. I think Greg Norman was the most influential person in sports last year. And yeah, with Jeff, I'm surprised that with a month to go before Mayakoba, like you basically, what does live up to? No one has any idea, really. Their full schedule is not even out yet, for heaven's sake. They're busy bot looking, uh, negotiating with Vince McMahon. Or they're, or they're busy Great. investing into live bots to troll Jeff. No, none of that. No, no, no. Uh, another person of yours who's a rival, Jeff, certainly took victory laps this week on Twitter, which I'm sure you'll be glad. Uh, to I have. forgot Listen. about that. Yeah, Acho was, was all taking over it. victory laps. What a what a what a what a <laughs> whatever. Sure, exactly. I don't need that. I don't need that poison at my fingertips. Um, it's just a weird. The guy, the guy's played three years. If like you want to die on the hill, that Justin Herbert isn't good that's weird i saw some people who i really like like who are very very popular on the internet uh you know with like anti ocho tweets pretty much saying he's probably the weirdest guy on the internet or on twitter weirder so, than you uh, say, weird, probably weird, isn't the weird, probably weird isn't cussed. the weirdest guy just gonna just gonna say he's probably not the weirdest guy on the internet <laughs> just gonna just gonna put that out there that's probably not true no i don't know what it was i have so many good take TC. I, like honestly you think like my dog died the like amount of messages i got and some of them are so oh my god you gosh. think that your do do they, do they, think that your dog died i was getting dms like can you check in on jeff to make sure he's still alive and it wasn't just one or two that i got paul was getting them too I think people really overrated like how into this you were. Uh, we could almost do a segment of me like reading some of these messages. <laughs> Ellie, did you get? Did, here's the question: Did people reach out to you in DMs, Jeff? Oh yeah, express uh, condolences. Yeah. That's the best. If, like yeah. I did, I knew that. Like I didn't reach out because I know that I wouldn't want anyone talking to me after that type of a loss. So like you give a person that kind of space. I would have probably if one of my good God, listen, I'm I'd be like head up, champ, you're the man, even though like your team sucks. But I get I it. I spent like a week part. I spent days in bed after the Jets lost the championship game to the Steelers. And that wasn't anything like what you went through. Yeah, I don't know. You get up the next morning, you play with the kids. What are you gonna do? It's just it's football. The sun, I, I got the nothing. sun will come up. I got nothing any like I'm I got nothing to actually complain about this hobby that I like. I enjoy watching football. I have a favorite team. They let me down a lot. That's um, yeah. What, 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 uh, 
Yeah, weird. I don't know. Uh, it is worth it's pointing fun. out, though, when something awful happens to Jeff like this, his team loses, people are checking in for his well-being. When this stuff happens to Tim, it's the exact opposite ratio of this stuff happening, isn't it, Tim? Yes, people <laughs> take real delight in my my misery, and that's fine. I understand that. You know, I'm not a sympathetic character the way Jeff is. I get that. People feel for Jeff. People want, you know, whatever. That's okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Let's get into the games this weekend. There's four of them. The first one is in Kansas City. The line is minus eight and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. 53 is the over-under. We got Trevi versus Mahomes. I mean, Steffi Graf, Jeff, was down two sets and on break point, match point, and got the break, ended up coming back. What are the chances that Lawrence and the Jags are this year's Bengals from last year? I should have. This should have been me. I should have gotten to go. I would have strolled that parking lot in a Derek Thomas Pro Bowl jersey, eating your ribs, and then done subpar barbecue. What? Subpar barbecue. You've never oh been to Kansas God. City, have you? Oh, I've yeah, had Kansas City barbecue. City barbecue. How, how have you had? How have you had Kansas City barbecue? Yet you've never stepped foot in Kansas City. They have Kansas City style barbecue. Well, it's like saying if you haven't been to Chicago, you've never had Chicago style pizza. Like what a dumb, what a dumb thing to assume. I, I, I would not. Carolina I, I would, I would not hold on. I would not assume that I knew what good Chicago style pizza was if I hadn't gone to Chicago and had the pizza. I mean, it's not like well, going it's down. Good Chicago it's, pizza is Pizza Hut. That's what he considers deep dish. <laughs> Well, that is deep dish, but it's not the same thing. I've actually had Chicago style pizza in the Chicago airport, but Carolina barbecue or New York barbecue is better. New York barbecue better than Kansas. City. You've also never Brooklyn been to New York. Barbecue. You've never been to Brooklyn. Not true. Not true. I've been to I've been to New York. The airport. When you were stuck on the tarmac with me for three hours. Yes. <laughs> I was also in Newark once in the airport. That's not even Where in New York. You? What's your case again for Kansas, for New York barbecue being like you saw some Instagram? It looks of- it, again. It's not covered in those unnecessarily sweet sauces, which is what Kansas City barbecue. And if you ever buy the Kansas City style barbecue sauce from Heinz, what you'll notice is it's Heinz. way too sweet. Uh, Carolina barbecue is more mustardy. I've had that at like smokehouses around here. Yeah. Delicious. Carolina barbecue or New York barbecue far superior than under. Again, St. Louis style barbecue is like tomato sauce, which also sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, Kansas City barbecue, not that great. Football team, not that great, but should cover the spread. Well, Jeff, everyone should go vote in the Custies right now. You said you were going to campaign in Wisconsin this year. I don't think that Tim's going to Missouri. <laughs> He's giving that one up. Yeah, I don't that think one's Tim's yours. Going... Yeah. You'll, uh... 
I'll be campaigning, but you know, there was just an incident in, you know, in house this week. So And as just... you notice, we suspended the campaign. We didn't take shots it, you at You know, listen, I didn't notice because as I said, I didn't have that box, that little bird yelling at me. But just like last year when you tripped and we sent out that tweet saying that the campaign <laughs> felt bad for you and you we gave our condolences. <laughs> So as uh, you know, you went through a tough stretch this weekend. We, as a campaign, went dark. It was the it was the kind thing to do. I appreciate I appreciate that. But it would have just yeah. I mean, I assumed in like having all those mentions, then somewhere there was some campaign pieces. But if it didn't happen, then yeah, no, that's, it didn't. That, sportsmanship. I, you know what I went. Yeah, I like to think I would have done the same. I think I you would have started campaigning i actually think you're taking this better than i would have been taken uh, than i would have taken this. no fact, it's i know so, you're no, taking but it tim better. it's so bad that they like they killed the the spot the lot like even the life it. of the life of upset and anger they like beat down so bad that i at the moment don't even oh i, I look i can appreciate it, it the tone it's of your voice like hey, look we're here to, we're, like, we're, we're here talking about winners the jacksonville jaguars are the winners they're You're in, right. they're I'm, in I'm, this game we saw how this many game. touchdowns is kelsey gonna have in this game we saw this game on i think it was november 13th 2717 and i think the jags won the turnover battle on that one like plus three or something like that and kansas city just stomped a mud hole in them it was just like whatever match was going on you hear the glass break stone cold runs out and just wipes the floor with everyone remember we were watching that game whoever the hell number five is on the jags defense remember he was everywhere in that game just committing penalties everywhere constantly <laughs> ray sean jenkins is that who, i don't know who it was it was just like hey there's number five he is hitting that guy well before the ball was there <laughs> he was just everywhere he's been game. really good i'm gonna take the jags i just think they keep <sighs> it close but nothing here Surprise if, if Mahomes wins by 21 or if the Jags like just keep it sneaky muck muck. I, I have no opinion. I hate this game. I don't even want to watch it. I like Jacksonville too, Tim. Hmm. I don't think Jacksonville's defense can hang with what the Chiefs are going to do. I mean, like I said, Jacksonville is the worst in DVOA against tight ends. Kelsey happens to be the best tight end in football. That alone militates against Jacksonville. I mean, they lost by more than that the last time they played. They lost by more than the spread. I thought the spread would be a little higher. Um, I thought it was going to be nine or t- a half or ten. Did they un- so did I they cut- did they onside kick and get it in that game too? Am I misremembering? They could. That? I, I I don't I don't remember. You, you could be right. The, the the who's like Hart? They have a, the backup tight end. Let's play his props. Hartman oh, right. or something. He's caught. Phil he's caught Hartman? some big plays. I don't think game. he's on the team. No, um, I don't know. It's like 84. He burned the Chargers. He's burned a lot of Gray. What about Gray? Gray would be yeah, perfect yeah. to score a touchdown no, in this game. Noah Gray. You're thinking of Justin Watson, I think, who's actually just a receiver, Jeff. He just burns down the field. No, nah, there's a there's a backup tight end that's been real sneaky. I think this game is going to play it a lot like the San Francisco-Seattle game and that the Jags oh. will keep it close early, and then eventually the Chiefs will take control and just squeeze the life out of them. Oh. Oh, it, it could be a revenge game for Blake Bell, who used to be on the Jags, who is the third string tight end. March Bell? Yeah, March Bell. You, um, one of the killer yeah, dynamos. No. <laughs> Tim, you're 100% right in that regard. And we see that a lot in the playoffs. Like, I certainly would have no interest in teasing the Jags. You know, like, even at 15, like, there's a floor here that that could get um, just really silly. In, in Every play, team except game. for Tampa led at some point in the wild card weekend. Oh wow! 
school. I, I agree with you, Jeff. Like, I like the Jags to cover. I would not tease this up because I can see that losing pretty quickly, too. Like, it, it does feel like this is a game the entire way or Jacksonville backdoors it to get within that eight and a half or they just get wiped off the map. Those are like the two outcomes. And Cincinnati just hasn't been doing that. Like for as bad as the Bills and Bengals played last weekend, let's not forget this Kansas City team. The exact same Kansas City team went to overtime with the fucking Texans like three weeks ago. They did. One of the funniest tweets I saw all weekend was somebody had the gif of the Chiefs last Saturday running around in a circle uh, before that snap against the Raiders and just said, here are the Dolphins with four seconds left to go on the play clock. <laughs> oh, Jesus I Christ. lost it. Whoever tweeted that out, that person was a genius. I would check. I, I, I can't do Twitter anymore. So that's unfortunate for me. You have to screenshot it and send it to me, please. Okay. You know, it's yeah. Never mind. It's so nice a day or two without Twitter. Yes, I keep saying. I hope they shut Twitter down. I so, mean that. Well, that means it's going to be around forever. Then you've now reverse cursed it into being around forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be shadow banned forever. I don't know how that works. Well, I took a because in the Dolphins game when I was watching it, uh, there was that the, whatever the third down was where Tyreek Hill was like big and up and Jalen Waddle coming out of the huddle, like giving him a pep talk after they broke out of the huddle. It's like, this is very clearly going to Jalen Waddle on this play. And it didn't, it wasn't even close. So I took like a video of it and posted it. And I think as I posted copyrighted material, I got banned. <laughs> oh no. Was there any way out of this? Yeah. I just have to stop tweeting for like three, four days and I should be back. Okay. That's why I moved. The people the- should follow the alternate site. Yes, at, at, Mayo, yeah, at Mayo Media Net. That's where I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So I can use that to tweet with the peoples, and I'll be tweeting out their show. i got to leave mine dormant. At least that's what we think is the way to get back in on this one. So Jags for everyone except for Tim, who's taking Kansas City minus 8.5? Yes. Okay. Teasing them down. Oh, you're teasing them down to how many points? Uh, to six, uh, to 2.5. This is going to be, I mean, I just did the huddle on Odds Checker with Ross Tucker, and this was uh, his Super Saturday special. Like, when you look at minus 8.5, minus 7.5 for the two Saturday games, everyone is teasing those teams down and putting them together. So, be, be yeah, afraid. That's like the college football, uh, not like, yeah, the, the, the Michigan-Georgia teaser. Well, I agree in part, but I'm not teasing the other game down. Well, see, it's funny, and maybe this is a bit of a zag for me. So the Saturday night game is Giants at Philly. The Philly Philly is favored by seven and a half points coming off their bye week. Uh, obviously, the Giants look fantastic. Daniel Jones plays the best game of his career. Funny thing, Jeff, you know that his two best games this season, you know what they had in common? The Eagles? No, they, the they came against the Vikings. You can't play fucking defense. Yeah, makes sense. I love the Eagles in this game. I think that everyone has just hopped on the Giants bandwagon. Like when we were talking about like who's going to upset and maybe win on Saturday, everyone will pick the Giants. No one will pick the Jags. I think the Jags have a better chance to beat the Chiefs than the Giants do right now against Philly. I think Philly is weirdly being underrated. Lane Johnson's going to be back for this game. They basically have everyone besides Maddox back on the defensive side of the ball. They are full go. They are at full health. And I think the people are just, uh, they're, they're, Getting high on their own supply with the Giants right now. I like the Giants. I, I think, I mean, obviously, they're very well coached. We have those day ball futures. I hope those win. I think that they could win this game, but I was shocked to see this was only minus seven and a half. Like, this should be, you talked about the last game being double digits, Tim. I think this game should be double digits. Well, it, uh, all fair. 
couple of reasons that I think it isn't and why I like New York. First, the Eagles, when was the last time the Eagles played a good football game? It's been, it's been a minute since the Eagles have looked good. Uh, you know, they basically they're, before Jalen Hurts got hurt. Okay. And then he came back last two weeks ago and like the Giants made a run. And I'm just saying, I like, mean, people didn't look dominant. I, I think people are misremembering how that game went. Hurts played really well in the first half and they were up like 20 to nothing or something. And they were just like, eh. so, and then they won. Just saying, it's been a while since we've seen the Eagles look good. Secondly, as we saw this week, divisional matchups, the third time around. Favor an underdog covering and keeping it close. Like two Seattle. of those three, Seattle didn't cover, though they led for a good portion of that game. Miami and Baltimore both covered. Miami and Baltimore both had real chances to win that, that those ball games late. Uh, divi- the, you, if you don't take the divisional factor in, you're not, I don't think, looking properly at the game. That doesn't mean you can't take the Eagles. Of course you can, but I'm just saying the divisional component of it is a significant factor. Uh, and the Giants are playing free and easy and with house money. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to think that they're not going to lay it all on the line. They're not going to get nervous in the spot because they got nothing to lose. Uh, the Eagles have everything to lose. So for all those reasons and the fact that I, I think the Eagles peaked in late November and are just simply a bit on the decline and the Giants seem to be peaking at the right time and playing freer and the Giants are better coached, taking the Giants. I think they keep it close. The coin is going with you with the Giants. And Jeff, I see everything. And I'm teasing them up. You're teasing them up. Okay. So yeah, te- I'm teasing the Giants up. Sorry. Teasing them up to 13 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I see it. I, I get the reasons to take the Giants in this game. I just happen to think that people are wildly underrating Philadelphia right now, who was the best team in the league all year. I'm with you, Pat. I think the line is still probably a little bit low for me. I like Philly with the time off. Um, am I concerned that, you know, they got to start it up again. Of course, of course, they got, they can't start um, flat. That could be a concern, but I'm going to take Philly at at home here. Yeah, it's up the, the uh, bad news bears giants. Yeah, it, it's one thing to look really efficient offensively. And when you can impose everything that is drawn up for you and you're running statue of Liberty plays against you know, <laughs> a defense that seems like it has three people on it when you're going against them is a lot different against a now almost fully healthy Eagles defense, which happens to be quite good and absolutely like annihilated you in the serious, the last serious game that these two teams played was what, in like week 10 or something like that. And until we put up 48 points. Yeah. But they, but the Eagle, like I said, I really think the Eagles peaked. And that was their last great game was this at the giants. Well, that was two months ago. Yeah, it, I agree. And then the next week and the giants have played great. And so, I mean, the next week, I mean, played great. They still lost to these same Eagles in week 17. Or week no, but again, they, they literally played nobody. No, I, nobody. I, I, Eagles I, had to play. I, I understand that. But let's see. Who have the Giants played? What were the great games? Was it their tie with Washington? They, I mean, they beat the shit out of the Colts, who we think was like the worst. Well, beating Washington in Washington was Maybe. a huge win. It was. But the, the Commanders aren't good. They lost to the Vikings, who they just ended up beating. Like, they're a good team. They deserve to be in the playoffs. They can win this game. I just think that the Eagles are in the tier with the Chiefs and the Niners. Not, like, there's so much. Closer. I agree with that. And the Giants aren't. I agree with that. But you're asking me to give them over a touchdown in a playoff game. And I just don't see it. Sorry, I don't. All right. Gets us to the midway point of the show, which means it's time for a mini version of Cussed Corner. Cussed Corner 
it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner. It's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> so I saw something today, and it sparked an idea in me. Uh, there is a local place that's offering this contest where if you eat like an, a huge pizza, it's, you get it for free. Seven, it's seven pounds of pizza. And you also get like money and the money donated to a charity in your name. So you even get the money. And it occurred to me, why doesn't, why aren't restaurants doing this all the time all over the place? This would be such a great idea if like, Everywhere, like if, if a Chinese restaurant had like a big, massive pyramid of chicken balls that you had to eat uh, in 30 minutes, or if, you know, a sub shop said, you know, here's a 12 foot hoagie that you've got to eat in, in, a, in an hour or so. Why? Are, it's great publicity. You can give money to charity. People would be desirous to take on that challenge. It would be fun. Why aren't more places doing these types of contests where it's a eat something massive? and get it for free and get some money and for charity. If not, then, you know, you lose and it keeps the the stakes going. It would be so much fun to do. I agree that it is a good promotional tool for like a really low rent place. Cause you see like low rent steak places or bars have this sort of thing with giant steaks that you can come on and eat and you, you win and you get your name on the wall or something like that. It really kind of downgrades any place that is trying to have any sort of respectability to it because do you know how much I love to have my name on the wall for that type of credit? You, yeah, I understand how much you would like it. And you also love like really shitty restaurants. So that would make a lot of sense that you would be really gravitating towards this. But Jeff, he kind got into this with us as we were talking through it he has no idea how to eat a lot of food despite the fact that he eats a lot of food it's really weird like he tim give us your initial strategy for eating the seven pound pizza and you get to do it with another person it's not just you you okay, get to do sure. it with another person sure you're, you're uh, you and your teammate i show up with that with the tank as empty as humanly possible i don't want there to be anything but empty space for the pizza that i'm going to deposit in there See, Jeff, do you think that yeah. is a good strategy or a bad strategy? No, that's strategy? a horrible strategy. Exactly. I know, I know a lot of people have probably had this happen. We're like, you, you really eat so little that you're so ravenous that um, you order like so much food and then like five bites in. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're not um, nearly as ravenous or it doesn't have the effect. But I don't think that is a a good strategy. This is all grotesque and. I feel like I've said it before, but I did this once and my name is on the wall. I don't even know if it still exists. It's Shula's Steakhouse in Tampa. I ate one of those things. And then I, yeah, on a, I was on a trip for Jay's spring training in my younger years. And did you have the tank <laughs> empty when you got there or had you eaten? Three bags of chips and a half a case of Diet Coke yeah, before see, you got see, there. See, apparently, see, you're see, supposed see, to do. No, see, see, this was Tim's two options because we told him like this is a terrible idea because when you don't eat and you're like starving yourself, your stomach is going to shrink, so you're not going to be able to actually pile in any yeah. of this food. You're going to hit a breaking point, and you're just not going to be hungry anymore, and you're not going to be able to eat it. And then Tim counters with, "All right, well, I'll drink a six pack of Diet Coke and have two bags of chips." It's like, well, now you're completely fucking full. Like have a few. Yeah, the carbonation isn't good either. I yeah, don't think it's not. Like, I don't understand that. Have a glass of water and like a, a few crackers or a light salad or something like that. Go talk to Hustler. I think he's like judges some competitive eating. He'd be the man. I think you should uh, talk to. Well, Cam would be able to tell us what to do. Why? 
Why would Cam be able to tell you what to do? He's been in, like, eating contests, has he not? He's in eating contests. Like, he showed up to Shoeless Shows, and they're like, hey, Cam, bet you can't eat these 70 wings. And he gets drunk and tries to eat them all. That's not a professional eater, Tim. Professional eaters look (laughs) like my guy, fucking Kobayashi from Japan, who's banned from competitive eating. But he was the best. He was, like, 110 pounds. It is so rare for Cam to come on that show and tell a story I haven't heard of. But Cam just being a piece of, a dressed up piece of hashish. As the hash man. As the hash man. That was right before he started working at Fantasy as well. Because I yes, remember. When he, gave that, when he gave the timeline, I was like, yeah, that must have been in that like little window where before, um, yeah, we brought him into Fantasy. And we, yeah. Oh, my God. I died. Yeah, because I remember I, I remember him and Gabe, I, I, like, at nighttime twice a week, were doing this, like, weed show on some weird stream with what seemed to be the sketchiest person in the world. And then all of a sudden, Cam is just working at Fantasy, and then he was on some site. That very sketchy person ran a very reliable deliver, door-to-door delivery business. Ah, now that has become legalized. Now it was pre-legalization. Yeah. He's still, they're still, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like um, because I have some of these services, but then you'll get these random texts like buddy left our team and he stole the content contact list and he's starting his own delivery service and you're going to get emails. There's like some delivery service wars going on. Interesting. Now would not have thought that. Although Tim's strategy for competitive eating seems very terrible. Like Tim, I would out eat you in a competitive eating contest. Well, maybe, but it's just like, hey, I don't even know if I could do it. I think I could, but I'm not out here to say I'm like a pro eater. Uh, I'm I'm not a pro eater. I love watching eating competitions on TV. Like if I'm flipping through the dials and there's an eating competition, I'm on. I'm watching it. How often are those on? Eh, Not as often as they used to be. Uh, I feel like Spike Spike TV used to have a lot of those on if memory serves. Uh, you know, but uh, those were like, you stop, you watch people like eating a hundred chicken wings or, uh, you know, now, trying see, to avoid a, a reversal of fortune, which now, is what it's called when yeah, a person but it, throws up. But it, happens, it happens all the time. It's fucking disgusting. Like it, whenever you watch competitive eating competition, it's just like watching it when it's, it's so on the cool. challenge. It's not cool. It's just a bunch of people fucking throwing up the entire time. It's, it's gross. gross. It's, it's oh, repulsive. I, I'm How not repulsed by the it. hot dogs and shit. That's gross. Oh, you're just I like that guy. You're, you're, I remember the remember when in like the the late '90s, Jeff, and you could get Jerry Springer too hot for TV on VHS. And there were, the very first one was the guy who was like having beats to women throwing up on him. I think that's Tim. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. No, what I'm saying you're coming is out. I think it's really and then Steve Wilkos would be there before he coached the Panthers. There's a whole thing. <laughs> I just think it's like, really uh, Jeff the vomit guy. It's just really hard to eat competitively. And like, I, I just think it's interesting when people do it. And I think it's good publicity for these restaurants. And I think that more places should do it. No, Pat nailed it. It's like a low rent restaurant thing. It's like a wing joint. Like, come so see what? if you can beat the guy's record for Armageddon wings. You want the place where you got that table side Yukon mash, gold mashed potato. Those sorts of places don't offer these low rent. You're right. Come here, gorge yourself like a, like right. an animal. And the places that you're talking about, the low rent places, a lot of the time can't afford to be putting on these sort of promotions, just giving shit away for free. So it's a give and well, take. Well, make, really, make, really, make it a really tough challenge. 
And there are consequences if you fail. You have to pay for it. Okay. I, I just think it's got a, this week. What's that? I hope he's got something else. Hey, listen, we're, like we're a, into week 20 right now. We're, we're running thin here. I'll cobble together a best of and we'll be good to go. I did have something for him. Oh, yeah. No, almost on the same vein of this. Because we were arguing about Tim's favorite Chinese place last night. We were just sending him all the one-star okay, We reviews. weren't arguing about it. You came out out of nowhere with these nasty reviews that you were posting in our chat thread. They came out of left field. That not we, we weren't even having a chat at that moment. The thread had been silent for a couple hours. And you just come right aboard me, uh, like trying to, you know, to commandeer my vessel like a pirate on the high seas by swinging across with all these terrible... Uh, you know, Yelp reviews or whatever, which a are not in, are not consistent at all with the types of experiences I've had there, and b I'm not even sure we're on the up and up. Yeah, it's funny because there was one the very the reason that it came up because I read this negative review of the place, Jeff, and the way that they described why they hated it is exactly how Tim would describe why he likes it a lot, which I just thought was. Hilarious. You're right about that. You're right about that. The it's first like, one was, was like, like, oh, there's way too much sauce on the chicken ball. Oh, you just want to eat dry batter then? That's what you want? Like, get bent. You want lots of sauce on the chicken balls. That way you can pour it on your rice or pour it on your egg rolls or you can pour uh, it on stuff. sort of like health inspection. Like, is this sort of like just a conditional pass kind of place? Oh, yeah. Like? I mean, the, the last place that Tim was big on, it, like the really shitty steak place that he loves going in our region, there's two of them. One of them just closed due to lack of interest. And the other place hasn't keeps... closed yet. Oh, it hasn't closed yet, so you can keep going to it. The only one that will now remain open continuously gets shut down because there's mice shit and everything <laughs> come on tim steakenstein yeah that's the place yeah i looked at the menu and i was just like nah yeah the seven dollar <laughs> steak wasn't doing it for you we'll, we'll we'll go somewhere else but oh well i'm i will say nothing but nice things about those places but, they've always treated me well but one thing that I but have, I'm a loyal customer. You're not. I'm a loyal customer. No, I go to I go to places. I go I go to different places all the time to actually try them. And then if I go back to a place, it's usually because I like it, not because I had been there before. Yeah, no, I'm a loyal to places customer. Places where the maitre d might know them, and it's a nice place. There is no maitre d at this place, Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm oh, talking about the places where Tim's like at the. I get recognized at McDonald's during Monopoly. I get recognized at McDonald's during Monopoly. Pat is loyal at places with like a maitre d'. Like, hello, Mr. Mayo. Welcome back. Uh, I mean, I don't really frequent the same places all that often, to tell you the truth. I generally, like, if something new comes up, I like to try that. Or if there's a place I haven't been, I'll go out of my way to go to a place that I haven't been versus consistently going to the same place. There's a few places that I've gone, like, if I know, like, I'm going out with Tim or something like that. Or I have friends in town. I'll bring them to a place that I know is pretty good. But if it's just me and my wife going out, then, you know, fuck, we'll try wherever. I like what I like, and I like to patronize yeah, but you, but places you, but that you, I like But to you don't know what you like. As soon, as soon as I moved back and we started going to all these new restaurants, all of a sudden these new restaurants have really moved up your power rankings. They were yes, always there. I, I, don't think, I, I don't think I've disliked one of them. I think, I think that I've, I've really enjoyed them. But you would have never gone there, ever. You would probably have never not. Probably, probably not. But shouldn't that give you an indication that maybe you should be trying some more places? That all of these other places that you went to are pretty good? I, I, I'm nothing against trying new places. Nothing against that. But it's just like, I also do believe in loyalty as a customer. Why? Just the way I was raised. There, there is no loyalty in being a customer. 
That doesn't make any sense. The company should be loyal to you, not the other way around. Well, they look, they continue to put out what I think is a delicious product. I mean, is Can it delicious? I tell you? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. I feel bad, but I'm happy at the same time. Literally up the street from me just opened uh, a pizza joint that is like my favorite in the city. Um, even, uh, you know, when um, somebody who does pizza reviews was in town, I think it was his, one of his top Toronto scores, maybe his top Toronto score. Now, does this new that- place also have a big anti-vax agenda? No, you're talking about a barbecue oh, yeah, joint right. I liked in an industrial part of town that the guy went hardcore anti-vax and that was barbecue. Couldn't did you have to throw the sauce? Out of did you have to throw the sauce out? I never saw the sauce again. <laughs> so I don't know what my wife did with it. But the last time we were there, before everything went to shit, I bought like the take-home sauce because I love the sauce. And then when he went on his campaign. <laughs> I never saw the sauce again. Um, but there's this little like uh, Italian guy that's got a pizza joint down the street, and I feel is his so name bad. Little, is his name Little Caesar? No, it's like Divin Divincenzi Div or something. Anyway, I felt so bad. Hey, I I felt so bad for him that I I, I bought a pizza from him last week, even though I wanted the newer place because I'm like this guy's so screwed. And I like this man, and he makes a decent pizza, but he is so screwed because this place just just moved in, and he's in big trouble. Okay, see, I, I, I can see more of it in, like, that is a mom-and-pop shop. Tim is loyal to fucking, like, McDonald's. Well, yes. Like, what, what, that's, that's not the only major company I'm supportive of. No, that's the thing. Like, Jeff is trying to support, like, local community, small business, and you're like, I support major corporations. I They have my loyalty for life because I'm a loyal person. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, if there were mom-and-pop spots, there's a coffee shop that's by my place that's sort of mom-and-poppy that I go to on occasion. On occasion, but you go to, like, Tim Hortons and Starbucks every day. Well, that's what I like. Okay, then there you go. Okay, never mind then. Oh, actually, I really have. I really, have, although I really haven't recently. What? I think I've been to Tim Hortons once in the last two weeks. Well, you live by a Starbucks, so that helps. I live by a Tim Hortons as well. Yeah, but Starbucks is better. I've been to Starbucks twice in the last month, the uh, last couple of weeks. Oh, you're really cutting down on the caffeine, huh? Well, I'm making coffee at home or whatever. Yeah, well, Jeff, the point I was trying to make like 10 minutes ago, and I got completely sidetracked from, was around here, the portion sizes are way too big. And then people complain that the portion sizes aren't big enough. It's truly confusing. Like, how much food do people need? People want as much food as possible for as little money as possible. I know. Would it's, you say it's, that it's they're like way be- bigger than here? Yes. It's like being in America. Like, it's the first thing that anyone, Not like, quite. for America, I mean, it's pretty close compared to, like, Not quite. coming from Toronto to here. Like, it's outrageous. Yeah. It seems very different than, like, one thing non-Americans will tell Americans about going to America is just the amount of food that shows up when you order something is fucking mind-boggling. Insane. <laughs> Somewhat, like, I'm used to it. I love going to a good American-like eatery and the amount of food will get put on your plate. But if you're someone that doesn't travel and you're literally just going to the States and you order a meal, they put three meals in front of you. Yeah. Compared to <laughs> literally the serving sizes we get uh, here. And maybe people are looking at like, well, that's the case, Feinberg. How are you so fat? Well, <laughs> Billy likes soda. Um, but yeah, no, it is. Uh, yeah, 
unless you like the Cheesecake Factory opened here a few years ago. You can go there. You get your American style, uh, you know, portions. Yeah, there's there's a few places where you can go to get. Giant I'm pro portions. big portions, by the way. No, no you guys shit. Are both no, anti no, big no, portions. No, no shit, Tim. No, no, but you can take it home with you. I don't mind big port. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, I just, just I think it's, it's actually a weird corner different. to be in. To be pro small portions is a very weird corner to post up in. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yours. You can have it, but I think it's very strange. I'm pro big portions, and if you can't eat it all, take some home. I also think there's no shame in taking home leftovers. None at all. I just prefer, I mean, what, what was the main reason? Like, you're, you're doing a great job getting slim and trimmed, Tim. I will give you a lot of credit for that. But what was the one piece of advice that I gave you off the hop that you started doing? Well, you gave me several pieces of advice. Well, in terms which of... I've been trying to follow. In, in terms of plates. Eat off my salad plates rather than my dinner plates. Because why is Which that? is what I have been doing. Because why? Because it that? seems like you're eating more because it fills up more of a, uh, the the space. Yeah, and the idea. and the portion is way smaller. Yet guess what, Tim? You're still full. Yeah, like I made one of those bird's nest type uh, uh, Chinese noodles or whatever yesterday. I thought it would be way too small, but it filled up my salad plate. Yeah, it filled up your salad plate, and then you were full. Now, normally, if you had the big plate, you would probably made double and ate double what you had. But oh turned- well, I usually just ha- I usually have to chug like two or three bottles of water afterwards to feel full. But whatever, I do it. You, you could just wait, and then you would feel eh, full. I, 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 all I'm I, saying I just, is that the, that. The, the reason that I'm not pro big portions, like sometimes, yeah, gigantic portions are hilarious, like at an all-you-can-eat breakfast or something like that. Every now and then, but every meal that you get around here is just, it's three times the meal that you need. And then people eat it, and then they complain that they're super fat. Well, but you don't need to eat it all. You can take but, it home. I don't think anyone's telling you you have to. No, but do you know what it's like to have, like, an entire meal in front of you? I mean, you were the one who said, if you finish everything on your plate, this seems to be a very common sentiment amongst people, is that if the food is in front of you, you're going to eat it. It's the way I was raised. I was raised to, that it's disrespectful not to eat every single piece of food that's why on is your it plate. Di- why, right. is it, why is it disrespectful? Because somebody worked hard to make that meal for you and put it in front of you and show them respect by eating the whole thing. That's sort of, you know. It's such, like, an 1890s attitude. Anyway, that's the way I was raised. I mean, especially if you were like not eating at home, if you went up to somebody's house, you definitely ate every piece of food that was on their plate. Because again, you're a guest. But uh, that's where we got to start. Anyway, I'm pro big portion sizes. Yeah, Life is like expensive. It. Life is hard. People should get the most bang for their buck. I'm here for that. Again, I'm a man for the people. Yeah. Bang for their buck is fine with me. And you don't I'm, have to eat I all. It, you know, I, and if I, you're I, that I, kid working. I feel like I'm in the minority with my point of view on this. I, I fully acknowledge that, that most people love big portions. That's why big portions exist, because people love them so much. I'm just saying that people don't need big portions. Yeah, you're probably right, but I always okay, respect... Okay, Mayor Bloomberg. That, I always respect if the guy at, uh, you know, Duke's wants to f- top off those fries extra nice, or when you're going for ice cream and the kid with the uh, scooper, you know, puts a little uh, on top. Is Cam, our, our friend Cam always... Oh, there are McDonald's. I mean, when I you go to those, when you go in like, in person, uh, there were days at those... McDonald's I wouldn't order certain things if I could see who was working, and I would order certain things if I saw who was working because I knew they'd give me extra or or wouldn't give me extra. Oh my god! You can well, just Cam you can loves, just order. You know, more. work it. Cam would always work the ladies with the ladle at the Chinese, be it the noodles, the chicken <laughs> balls, whatever. You know, work that ladle extra, extra hard. Sure, why not? 
I'm just saying that it's unnecessary, and I think it causes problems. I agree. People. I'm not. I'm, you, I'm the, you call, you call I'm me the best bet show. You ask whether people are pro small portion sizes or big portion sizes. I I, I mean, did I? I've already acknowledged what Tim. What did I say? That you think you're on the minority. Although I don't know that you thought that at the start of this conversation. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I'm not you who thinks that every opinion that I hold is the majority opinion. I don't know. You seem to think that your opinion is the majority opinion almost all the time, actually, yeah, no, I would I, say. No, I would say that I believe that, I mean, against you, when you make some sort of outrageous claim, then I can, I am very good at differentiating between when I think that I'm right, which I think that I am about this, although I don't think that people agree with me on it. That's two separate things. I'm a very good arbiter of what people think and what people don't think, especially when it pertains to your ridiculous comments. When I was younger, when we went out to eat, the almost the first criterion for my father was what place gave the best portion sizes. And the first criticism of places would often be that they didn't give enough. So that was ingrained in me from a young age. Okay. Places that had like all you can eat salad bars, like all you can eat means all you can eat. It go but it see this dovetails lovely with my idea that all new restaurants should be obliged to have an all you can eat oh, buffet stop. of some sort. No, it's true. It's, it, again, it's a perfect idea. It's, it's a one perfect of your worst idea. Takes. No, it's a great take. Let's get to the it's next. It's a great take. It's not a good Can take. Can I actually Yo, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yo, go ahead. I I have one thing that needs to be addressed here. And I feel like it's so common sense. Or sorry, not common sense. I feel like a lot of people have thought about this and maybe it's even been discussed. But these new modern cars. They're not not even modern. Even cars are probably like eight years ago. They're like um, you're like wearing a signal to people who want to snatch and grab things in the car. When you lock the car, the rearview mirrors go side in. When you don't lock the car, they stay in their position. Oh, and that's anyone, really smart. And anyone can just scope the block and see the cars where the rear view mirror or the uh, side view mirrors are um you know haven't been uh you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. My, my my car does that and it has forced me to it reminds me to lock my car every time i get out of it it is a like a clear state like they literally your car is like wearing a sign that says rob me now i understand <laughs> it is the responsibility of a person to lock their car but i don't think when you lock if i don't lock my car that my car should stand out because it's not locked in a way that locked cars do. Well, I, I'm sh I don't know if there is a way to turn that on or turn it off. I have no idea. But you have the trade-off of did you forget to lock your car and someone's going to break in because they see that or just the chances of someone knocking off your side mirror go through the roof if it's like that. It's like 50 50 yeah well i mean that's exactly the sort of person that i'm talking about the guy that just texts when he drives the entire time and might sideswipe a whole bunch of cars and knock off their mirrors and just eh, keep on driving but it's a parked car it's, it's 50 50 a, it's a parked car it's 50 50 you don't need to stop jeff <laughs> but i guess but i just picture like joe pesci and daniel stern they can just drive the block and see who's uh you know who's left um who hasn't hit lock tonight? Yes, because there's one set of thieves that were really good at their job. It was the <laughs> sticky bandits. Well, That's how you succeed job. in life. You know, they only got out because there was a prison riot for a second crime spree, which they also got caught in like three days for. 
I never understood why they just left the kid alone. <laughs> okay, he's got photos of them. This is the thing about two that always got me. Okay, they have photos of Marvin Harry breaking into the toy chest. They are fugitives from the law who broke out of prison. Their photos are everywhere. Why would anyone be surprised that they're at Duncan's toy chest committing crimes? They are escapees from prison. Of course they're out doing crime while they're on the lam. Why would they chase the kid down who put them in prison and fight through the house because he had photos of them when they already had their photos on America's Most Wanted every Saturday for breaking out of prison? Explain and, to me that. And you're the same one who drafted Home Alone 2 over Home Alone in our best Christmas movie. It's a better movie. Really? It doesn't mean it doesn't have it's, a... It doesn't sounds like, it's, it, it, sounds it, like it, it might be full of plot holes. Although it has a plot hole you can drive a Mack truck through. But that doesn't mean it's not a better movie. It's just more entertaining and fun. But why do they care that the kid has photos of them? I don't understand. Let's get to the Sunday games. The Bengals are five-point dogs in Buffalo. The over-under is 49 in this game. Spread keeps growing towards the Bills, although I don't think that anyone would feel comfortable taking the Bills at this point with jittery Josh at quarterback. Looking, It was funny. I mean, for as much as you mentioned it, Tim, and the, mo- the more that I scoffed at it, like we kind of got the, the entire Josh Allen experience in the first round of the playoffs. Now, I don't know if that was just him getting it all out of his system because he still made like the crazy plays that you would want to see Josh Allen make. Like, oh my God, he made that throw. That's fucking incredible. And I wasn't joking with Jeff at the beginning is when he got all that confidence early about making the big play, it's just like, hey, I'll just do this every time. Instead of taking the world's easiest passes to move the ball down the field. Like it was just very poor decision-making, poor play calling. He never really ran in the game, which I thought was really strange. So you have the entire Bills side. And I actually thought their defense did play quite well, especially on a per-play basis of shutting down. Yeah, it's Skylar Thompson's not Joe Burrow, but that that way but three alignment out for the Bengals now like eventually there's a point of no return isn't there Miami had a bunch of offensive linemen out didn't seem to affect them they were outgained by over 200 yards and probably close to three yards per play so it did that's, actually that's affect them greatly um I don't know every year when the Chargers are done I give Paul and the Mafia my support they have my support. Oh, I see. You're allowed to support other teams. I see how it works. But God forbid I do that. Jeff isn't Excuse cursed. Me? God I forbid I be. support other teams. I'm very consistent. Yeah, you didn't just try to curse your friend Jeff's favorite team out of nowhere. I'm since, just since, saying. Since when are you I, a Chargers it, my... fan, Tim? Your team was still alive and you were, like, giving me your support. If my team was eliminated, I always caveat. If you won your week 17 game, you would have made the playoffs. Yes, I know. So I'm just saying I, any your support was was unwanted and, and premature. I am just saying I, you know, like a lot of people around me, we kind of either hate the Bills or love the Bills because we're so close to them. I like the Bills. I want to see something good for them, their fans. Paul, Paul's mom, Marenzi, Brian Blessing, forever. I'm just, I'm, I'm supporting the Bills. So I'm going to pick the Bills. And Pat kind of alluded to it. Like at some point, the offensive line, I don't know, that feels like a, a difference maker. This is more of like a heart than head pick. But I, I would bet the Bills, I'll probably be real money betting um, the Bills. Mafia, 
Let's More importantly, did your friend and his son attend Orchard Park on Sunday? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. The both of them. Insane. Yeah, insane. Did, have Don't you spoken worry. to him since? And was it yeah, as vicious as we anticipated? Say, I would just say, um, yeah. Don't worry. My head coach is still dumber than him. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm just going to take a blind play on Burrow in five points, and I bet you by the time, unless something significant happens to the injury report, this line has been growing all week long that I don't yep. maybe you get Why? six by the time that Sunday rolls around. So I'm just going to blindly back Joe Burrow here for them to cover the spread. What? Why is the line growing? The, the offensive line. People are, like, genuinely concerned about it. Yeah, and I've, I've been thinking about this because, like, you think of all the important positions. Like, aren't the Bengals every bit as good, if not better, that every single important position just about? I, I mean, I don't know. I think these teams are very like, – Where's the advantage, really, for for Buffalo in this game? Buffalo has a better defense. Sure, but it's not – it's not it's certainly not an elite defense. We saw it last week. It didn't play elite. I mean, they can't tackle last week. Buffalo is not. You don't. You don't think that. You don't think that any team in the league can tackle. Tim, can no one tackle? Every team, every every week, come on. Well, they can't tackle, and they can't tackle. No, no. But well, to be fair, there's a lot of terrible teams this year. Uh, The Bill Paul will be the first one to stipulate. The Bills struggle tackling against the run. I think the Bills literally saw Skylar Thompson was playing last week and they started off with some emotion from the home crowd. And I don't know. I don't think they even gave like a full, I think they underestimated the dolphins. That's a fully. concern. That's concerning in, in terms of like, you're probably right, but how maybe well that's prepared also, they are that's also human. Staff. That's also human nature. So I'm not gonna, I, I'm not really, I don't know. I've already said this is like a head pick more than a, a heart pick more than a head pick. So I'm not going to add any logic. I apologize for interjecting. I'm I'm on the bills. Although I saw this stat on, uh, on, on Walter football that Joe Burrow was 31 and 11 ATS when not favored by more than a touchdown. I assume that includes college or no, that's only 42 games to no. no. Yeah. That's his, that's his that's his ATS record when he doesn't have to cover by a touchdown. He's a machine. So Pat's on to something. With that, I'm betting Burrow. I'm taking points. Yeah, I, I think I think these teams are pretty equal. Minus the, I mean, the, the, Josh Allen did get sacked seven times against the Dolphins because they were just going all out blitz the entire time. Why they kept taking those shots? But I think almost everywhere, like the defense for Buffalo is better. The run defense is better for the Bengals. At least it has been in the second half of the season. The pass defense better for the Buffalo Bills. The offensive line is still better on the Bills right now against this banged up unit. Everyone else is like kind of a push to tell you the truth. Like Chase is great, but so is Diggs. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow is amazing, but. So was Josh Allen. Like these are very mm-hmm. similar teams. Yeah, they are similar. Both gave very poor performances. I thought last week. Uh, I'll take the five points, uh, but I will tease this game over. Cincinnati could be quite a few points scored. Oh, to the over. So you're teasing the yeah. line down to forty three over forty three. Correct. Okay. That is correct. I mean, this is really, I guess, Philly, you could say that. I don't think Kansas City is going to get, like, disastrous weather. This feels like the only game that could really have disastrous weather if it was to come. You would think so. Final game. Both teams played horrible last week. Oh, just terrible. But they won. Who cares? Very. 
Well, you're right. It yeah, is survive, survive in advance. advance. It's the play. Survive in ad- advance. And yeah, as well, and I'm as we've seen, first round performance in the NFL rarely translates to second round performance. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dallas at San Francisco. This line is shorter than I thought it would be. It's three and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Forty six is the over under. A two extra days of rest for the 49ers. I don't know. There's there's something just really confusing about this line to me. I really like the 49ers. I I mean, Tim, you were onto it with Tampa. They were frauds. Jeff and I were way wrong on that one. Um, the Niners aren't. The Niners are not frauds, and it feels like they're just going to crush Dallas. <clears throat> well, San Francisco sucks in their secondary, and Dallas is going to take shots at it. Seattle exploited it quite effectively, but just you know couldn't keep it going. But my goodness, Dallas should be able to keep it going. I like the Cowboys here. Uh, the one place the Niners are terrible is on their secondary. They, they can get beat deep. I expect Dallas to take shots at them to beat them deep, and they have the weapons to do so. Uh, and while Purdy steadied the ship and got them to play very well in the second half, he was anything but steady in that first half. And I don't think that a team of Dallas's quality is going to let him off the hook if he starts shakily again. And is McCaffrey going to take full advantage of Dallas the way he did with Seattle? I, I don't think so. Are they going to be ready for what Debo does? I, I don't think so. I think it'll be a very, very close game. Um, I kind of lean Dallas in this game in terms of who I think is going to win. So I'm going to take Dallas in the points. Uh, but I'm not enough that I'm going to tease Dallas up to 9.5 because that's not a good tease to 9.5. So I am going to tease this uh, over up as well to 40. I think there will be points scored in this game. I think both teams are capable of it. Um, I am concerned about special teams for Dallas. I don't think it's it's airtight. But Dak played really well last night. And a, a, a Dak that plays well is a better team than San Francisco is with Brock Purdy, no matter how well he plays. If Dak plays well, I don't know how the Niners will win. Unfortunately, if he doesn't play great, uh, then the Niners will win. Sure, but like if you take the track record of Dak so far this season, I think that both the praise and hate swings way too far in either direction for sure. Dak. Sure. But, I mean, he threw four touchdowns, rushed for another. This is the same guy that led the league in picks all year. Like I get That's that the true. San Francisco secondary isn't great. You turn him over once or twice, it's game over for Dallas. Because their defense, shockingly, also sucks. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I think it's, it's a very interesting and intriguing game. I think the line is right. Dallas should be slightly more than a field goal dog, but I think Dallas has got it. Got something going here. I, I kind of Dallas just the way like people sort of were shrugging the Rams off last year. They go on that Monday Night Football game, they kill their opponent, uh, and then they went all the way. Dallas got that sort of swagger about them. Perhaps they're somehow. I mean, for Dallas, they're sort of sliding under the radar a little bit. Talking about Philly, Buffalo, uh, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati, who, who is, the Chiefs, and, how, and yet how, Dallas is how, sort of... I mean, have you not paid attention to any news? Dallas is the talk of the nation right now. Well, today they are because they won on a Monday night. But yeah, and there's out the, As much as Dallas, Dallas as, I mean, things are never quiet about Dallas, but as much as they can be, they kind of are uh, until they win this week. And I like, I like their chances. I think Brock Purdy's ro- uh, magical run perhaps comes to an end this week. Jeff, I think it will. Jeff, have you noticed that Tim has picked against his Super Bowl winner each of the past two weeks? Hmm. I have not noticed that, Pat. Yeah, that San Francisco's not actually any good. All of this No, no, nonsense. I think they are good. But... Oh, I don't know. You said they were going to win the Super Bowl, yet they can't beat Dallas by three and a half? Come on. I don't know. We see I what like you're Dallas doing. We see what you're doing. 
And it's working. I also did not pick San Francisco to win the Super. I also did not pick oh, to win the to, Super. To go to the Super. Bowl. Make yes. Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, I, I'm in, I'm incredibly torn on this game, and um, I'd also acknowledge last night was one of my biggest betting fails of the football season. In that, I feel like I predetermined that bet month like a month ago. I was looking at it. I have bet against Tampa. The last time I bet on Tampa, Pat, was the game in England versus uh, Seattle. Or maybe it was Germany. Munich. Uh, Munich. And then they had their bye week. And then I bet against them every single game. Seven games straight. Talking about how shit they are. But acknowledging, like, watching them play that Panther game down 14 points or picking against them in those Saints games, being like, picking against Tampa here. But if and when they win the South, I'm going to bet them in that wildcard game at home. Like the whole time, like I'm picking against them this week, but they're going to make the playoffs. I'm going to bet them in that wildcard game. What a horrible miscalculation. Jesus. Um, So credit to Dallas. What a great, great win uh, for them. I'm so torn on this game. Has the coin picked it? Yes. The coin has selected the San Francisco 49ers. I'll take Dallas. So here's, I mean, just the outside of the box thinking of what normally happens to Dallas in these situations is had they have lost to Tampa Bay, Sean Payton is their coach, which would be a big win for them. But now that they've won, Mike McCarthy can't be fired. So they obviously lose by like 35 points this week. So Yeah, you're probably (laughs) right. I could totally bet against the pick I just made. I have no I have no real opinion. It does appear that um, this is a game that the um, what do you call it? like the professionals or wise guys have have made a stand on, on Dallas. So I'm going against the coin and uh, I guess I'm siding with the wise guys. But we could get to Sunday. And I could bet the 49ers because I got no clue how I feel about this 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 thing. It's a playoff rematch from last year mm-hmm. where San Fran went in there and just completely embarrassed them from the first snap. And I, I would... think Dallas matches up well, though. Why, how Dallas does match up well. How, how does Dallas Tight match ends, up well? Running backs. Dallas can handle those from uh, the San Francisco perspective. Yeah, Dallas has speed, right? And that, so that that's the advantage I think they have. You think that they're faster than the 49ers? I think they have enough speed to mitigate it. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I is going to be like a 37-34 type of game. Okay. And so, Dal- I'll take Dal- Dallas's firepower is every bit as equal as San Francisco's, I think. So. Okay. You guys are still in a super lock competition after last oh, week, after two oh, losses. God, well, I have to go first this time, don't I? Because yes. Jeff went first last time. That is true. I don't style. love anything. I don't love anything well, we, we, Do you guys both want to defer to next week and keep the competition no. going? Because the new rule is we're no longer flipping a coin. If you guys tie, I win. That's not true. <laughs> I'll defer uh, to next we'll week. We'll make sure that we pick the opposite sides of the Super Bowl just to make sure that doesn't happen. I would defer to next week if you wanted because I don't have a confidence level on anything here. But if Tim's got a pick, then I've got to respond. Well, let me think here. The Chiefs and the Bills play indoors next week. No matter what the line is, Kansas City will de- demolish them. What is that line? Two and a half. In a, no, on a neutral field? Bills minus two and a half? Yeah. No, the Chiefs can never be underdogs. Uh, Mahomes be. can never be an underdog in this I mean, game. The, the, uh, the, the Bills were two-point dogs in Kansas City. No, the Bills were favored yeah. in Kansas City earlier this year by two points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat, you're right. You're 100% right then. 
I think the Chiefs have got to be well. I guess it also depends how this week goes too. Yeah. The Chiefs kill Jacksonville, and the Bills escape. Uh, great if Mahomes is getting points. That I, I love. Let's it just even say more. they win with like equally and just make some just like, make some picks for this week. No, I'm, I'll defer. No, there's no deferring. Defer. Like, you, you guys both. But Jeff lose and I have decided to defer. I don't give a shit. It's a super lock segment. Make some fucking picks. And it's your pick first. Uh, I'll take the Giants plus seven and a half then. Not the uh, not the unbeatable Dallas Cowboys. I'm shocked. Um, Jeff, your pick. I didn't even take them in my my uh, my teaser for heaven's sake. So I don't think it's that much. You, why don't you take the over in one of these games then as your pick? I took two oh. overs in my teaser. I, I'm saying as your super lock, why don't you take an over instead? No, no, no. I haven't done that all season. I'm not going down with that. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So we're going to end it this week then. I don't love anything, so we can end it this week. Like, whatever. Okay, sure. There we go. That will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience. Both DraftKings Listeners Leagues are down in the description, by the way. PGA, which locks on Thursday, and football, which obviously locks on Saturday when the game starts. So fill those up. They're both smaller this week. I haven't been able to tweet them out because I can't tweet anymore, and I didn't have them until today, like right before the show. I usually get them on Sunday, uh, but I always forget about, I mean, I forget about holidays when we have them, Jeff. I always forget about, like, American-only holidays. Yeah, I saw their like afternoon, early NBA games, so I knew something must have been happening. There we are. So I want to thank everyone. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank the coin and Paul and Jeff and me and Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That is not my name. For being here today. We'll be back next week with the championship games. Are we going to do anything for the week in between? I, I wanted to read, you know that show that I always release at... Super Bowl time, like the Super Bowl menu show. I feel like we need to update that show that maybe the three of us get together to come up with all the things that are on the menu. And then I present it to Cam to make his picks for the best bet show. I do like that idea. Or I can do, we can just do me, Pizzola and Cam best bet Super Bowl food. (laughs) That would be great. I wonder what Cam's gold pick would be. He has trouble making three picks a week. Uh, you know, when it comes to football games, how are you ever going to get them down to three mineral picks for that? That would be great, great watching. I'd love that. Maybe we'll do a draft for it or something like that. We'll come up with all the items. I'll make some DFS pricing or do something for it. Jeff, do you have a number one? What do you think the number one pick is? Maybe we should save this because I know what the number one, I, I know what my number one pick is for Super Bowl Sunday. But that's food. Me. Yeah. Like food wise. I'm a simple like pizza wings guy. I'm not looking. For... I was gonna say wings. I, I just think just have a have as many wings as possible. Maybe even have a competition, Tim. A wing eating competition. Maybe we'll do that this year just for you, and you can compete. And we'll film it. Costumes. I think it should be a matzo sticks eating contest. <laughs> Would they get too hot if you just take them right out? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, that will do it for the show. Tune in uh, Wednesday with Tambo for golf, Thursday with Rob and Cam for best bets for the week, Friday with Tambo again, and then research shows start it all back up for golf next Sunday. So tune into all the shows, smash the like, all that fun stuff. I'm Pat Mayo, and I will see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.